Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Praise the name of the Lord. Today I'm going to be teaching on love on the rock. Love on the rock. Um, earlier in my marriage, when I would listen to relationship messages, if I was in the living room, we lived in a very small apartment then. Our kitchen was like the size of a matchbox. And it fits because it's ironic, like matches, kitchen, stop that. Laughing. <laughs> but it was a small apartment, comfortable, beautiful, but it was small. And it gave me the opportunity to make sure that my husband heard the word of God that he needed to hear. Because if I'm listening to a relationship message in my room and I increase the volume, if I'm listening in the living room and I increase the volume, what will happen? He will hear where? And he needed to hear it because he needed the word of God. You know, some of you, you have brought your significant order. This love code, you must not miss it. This your coconut head, maybe it's love code that will break the yoke. You've brought them, come and listen to the word of God. You know, there are some popular terms we use when people are preaching. Tell them, ride on. Louder for those at the back. You that is in front, have you heard? There is a tendency to assume like the word, that the word of God, not like it's not for us, but we already know it, so it's for other people. It's for that boyfriend, that girlfriend, that person that won't say yes to you because they can't see the glory of God upon your life. That person that can't see you even though you are calling them every day, liking all their posts, they need the word. Glory be to God. But you see, assuming that the word of God is for other people did not start from today. I'm taking my text today from a very unusual part of scripture for a love code month. 2 Samuel chapter 11. In this verse of scripture, David, from whom Jesus ascended, was, permits me to say, a very naughty boy. I wrote it in my, I couldn't write it, like I wanted to write it, David's being naughty. So I now change it to David did something naughty. He saw Bathsheba while she was what? You see, it's not today all those things scripture. He saw Bathsheba while she was bathing. And then he asked someone, okay, go and inquire of this woman for me. And they said, oh, she's somebody's wife. Like he cared, he didn't really care. So he brought her and he slept with her and he was trying to hide it and she pulled old lonely wood on him. You know, years ago, 15 years ago, there was one story for all the Nollywood lines. You date someone, they say they love you, then you what? Fall pregnant. <laughs> Have you ever read the caption of Yoruba movies before? I fall pregnant. So he was still trying to, you know, just chop, clean mouth. And the lady came and said, I've what? Are you in church? I've what? Some guys are like, no, not me. It can never happen to me. But now David finds himself in an unusual situation. So from lust of the eyes, it turns to adultery. And from adultery, it turns to a certain kind of hatred for this woman's husband that leads to lying, scheming, and murder. 
if you had asked David when you woke him up that morning, can you kill a man in cold blood because of his wife? He would say, never. I can never do that. So in 2 Samuel chapter 12 from verse 1, I want you to read with me this morning. In this solid year, you should have solid notes. You already know what my face looks like. You must know what the word of God looks like. You must write down, praise the name of the Lord. So I'm like, Phil, we're just seeing you for the first time. Aww. Nice to meet you all too. 2 Samuel chapter 12 from verse 1. The Lord sent Nathan to David and when he came to him, those of you to my extreme right, you're going to read verse 2. Those of you here, verse 3. And those of you here, verse 4. Are you ready? Um, I don't play. Are you ready? When he came to him, he said, there are two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. Verse 2. I don't know you people. What does it say? Let's wait for those at the back. Those at the back, are you in church now? All right. Only two people. Those of you at the back, are you in church? Glory to God. Let's go. One, two, go. Mm -hmm. Verse 3. Okay. Have you seen some people treat their dogs like this? Ew. <laughs> what does verse 4 say? Are you people sitting close to pastors? Try again. Let's go. One, two, go. Okay. Uh-huh. Thank you, Jesus. See. Nathan is bringing a parable. It's an interesting story. Oh my God, the way Nathan preaches, I love it so much. Nathan will break all the tables for you. So David is listening to this story. And the Bible says that he burned in anger against the man and said to Nathan, Eh, I swear down. As surely as the Lord lives, this man who did this must die. He must pay for the lamb four times because he did such a thing and he had no pity. Then Nathan said unto David, I would like you to read the next four words. Please be ready when you read it. We are streaming. One, two, go. I warned you people now. One, two, go. He tells him, he says, I know this word of God is sweet in you, but you are that man. You see, when we talk about building your relationships on the rock, many of us, I'm hoping that we will show you the red flags to avoid in a partner. Don't you want to know the red flags? What are those red flags? Someone that does not eat plantain cannot be trusted. I mean, they are not easily pleased. Someone that puts you on top of jollof rice, can, that one can, he, he can't trust people. He has serious trust issues. Someone that eats eba for dinner. Bill, show us the red flags that we may know. And it's very easy to want to know the red flags in people. There are more serious red flags, of course, in people. Someone that's not faithful, that's a red flag. The plantain one, I was jokingly serious. Like, how can you not like plantain? Without, even with faith, it would be possible to please you. But it's very easy to see the red flags in other people. But we never really see the red flags in ourselves. We never, 
How many of you have asked, what red flags do I look out for in me? Because you are so green, you're like money. Is it rush? It a rush, are we? He tells him, he says, you are that man. This is not one of those love code months where you listen to church, where you listen to messages in church on Sunday and you laugh and you go to your boyfriend's house on Monday and you sleep there. This is not one of those love code months where you sit down beside your wife today. Then tomorrow is somebody else. This is not one of those love code months where the word of God touches you. But it does not affect your choice of words in your relationship. We are solid this year. And so being solid requires that we look at ourselves. You might say, ah, all the things Pierre mentioned, I don't do them. But you were, if they talk to you. If they should do an x-ray of your words. In this month, we are solid. And sometimes being solid many times requires that we look inwards. Nathan told David, he said, you, you are that man. You are that woman. I know when your relationship broke, they told you men has come. Don't mind them. Maybe your friend lied. Maybe you are that man. I'm not blaming you. But I am saying, what if you had a role to play? Maybe you are that woman. And this is an area that God has been dealing with me personally. That's the reason why I'm bold enough to share it with you. Can we get to a point where we can really examine ourselves and say, am I the kind of person that God wants me to be? I'm not, I'm not questioning your right standing with God. I'm questioning his ability to instruct you and correct you like a child. And your ability, or rather your ability to receive such correction. Praise the name of Jesus. So the first point when it comes to building your love on the rock is building yourself on the rock. Is what? Thank you so much for the response. To build relationships on the rock, we must first build ourselves on the rock. You know, the way we act in a relationship, contrary to popular opinion, is not a function of what our spouse did. It's a function of who we are. Should I say it again? The way we act in relationships is not a function of what your spouse did. It's a function of who you are. Say naturally, I'm a quiet person. But the way she talks to me, it brings out the worst in me. Meaning there is a worst in you to be brought out. It's a function of who we are. Some people say normally, normally, me or personally, I don't believe in sex before marriage. Can I talk? Can we be real with each other? Say me, I don't believe in sex before marriage. But the person I'm dating, you know, maybe I'll bring him so you talk to him, PL. You are the one that chose him. So there's something in you that aligns to that kind of mindset and ideology. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. How do I build myself on the rock, especially in this context? I've said the first thing before, and I'll say it again. A, recognize your red flags. Recognize your red flags. This person does not attend CCI. Red flag. You that you have been attending, has CCI attended you? Say, he has never entered CCI before. You have been entering, has he entered you? Recognize what are some of your own proclivities? What are your weaknesses? 
You know, it's a New Testament instruction to examine ourselves. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 5. I'll just read verse 8. Paul is preaching. This is Paul the apostle who taught us many of the things that we know about grace. And he says, examine yourselves. You know, some of us examine ourselves unto condemnation. Hello? Like, ah, I did this and I can never be saved. I can never be pure. I can never, I can never, I can never. Some of us examine ourselves so we can make excuses for ourselves. You say, me, I know myself. Once I get angry, I start seeing red. That's how we are in our family. Which family? Because in the family of Christ, the fruit of your spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. See, I'm not naturally a patient person. You are lying. Because in your nature, as a born-again child of God, is what? Say, I'm naturally patient. Some of you is scratching your body. Say it again. Say, I'm naturally patient. That's who you are. Praise the name of the Lord. So even in the New Testament, self-examination and introspection is a big part of our lives. It's a big part of our instruction. Paul said, examine yourself. Not so that you can condemn yourself. Not so that you can make excuses for yourself. Jesus was teaching in Matthew 7 from verse 3. He says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your eye? How can you say to your brother, to your girlfriend, to your husband, to your wife, let me take the speck out of your eyes? We are all perfect. Are you aware? It's just that person that needs to change. How can you say to this person, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? So today we're going to be looking at the planks in our eyes. Are you ready? You guys were screaming when I came up. Don't be angry. Are you ready? I thought they said P.O. was going to. Yeah. This is what God asks us to do. And this is what we are preaching all over the world in CCI Global. So even if you go to another branch, you will see the word of God will still meet you. It will block you there. Praise the name of Jesus. Examine yourself. What are some red, red flags we can watch out for in ourselves? What are some red flags we can watch out for in ourselves? I'm going to pick some from um, David's experience. And then I'll pick some from other parts of scripture. This is what I'm largely focusing on today. The Bible says that in spring, 2 Kings chapter 11, from verse 1, at the times when kings go off to war, so everybody was busy. But you know, David had this quote, don't want to waste my days, want to spend them on what? Enjoy. That is one of the most confusing statements I've ever heard. What's the best way to waste your days? what it was like nah 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 like i understand you want to chop life but many of us have gotten to the point where we have glorified pleasure above everything else so every day is a holiday for you some of you that's how you are it's just that your money has not yet matched up to you who you are in your mind someone said i want to make so much money so i can afford me in my mind, I'm, I'm Gucci. Real Gucci. Forget all this. About, no, no, no. In my mind. 
David remained in Jerusalem when everybody went to war. And so one red flag I would like us to look at is idleness. Idleness. Some of us are always so idle in our minds. You know, when I was growing up, there was a quote that my parents used to say, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Ah, let's just... You've woken up for 23 hours. And out of those 23 hours, 22 was spent what? Scrolling. Then you say your thumb is paining. Why won't it pain you? He's working more than here. Idleness. An idle mind. The Bible says that he walked around the roof of his palace and he saw a woman bathing. And he made inquiries about her. So for many of us, another red flag to look out for in yourself is that you lack a healthy community. And you may say, ah, that's not me because you see me, I'm a CCI member. How many people know you? How many of them know the real you, the you from Monday to Friday when you're not serving? So lack of a healthy community, one red flag. Another red flag, unhealthy curiosity. Bible says that the woman was beautiful, so David sent someone to find out about her. I have a question for you. Those pages you are following with your private accounts, why are you following them? Say, I don't watch Big Brother, but you know all the stars by name. Am I in church? Ah. Uh, unhealthy curiosity. The person is already married. You want to know whether they have a happy marriage. Why? So many single guys in church. Is the one that is married. You want to know if he has eaten today. Why? See, eh? I want to teach you to catch yourself before you are caught. Some of us, we don't catch ourselves. You just... This is not a condemnation message. I'm teaching you what I, I'm teaching myself. Unhealthy curiosity. You, and that's how some people have stumbled into atheism. Google does not have a straight answer on anything. You're asking them about God. Unhealthy curiosity. Another one, lack of boundaries. Verse 4 said, David sent messengers to her and she came to him and he slept with her. And he slept with her at a very interesting time because it says that she was purifying herself from monthly uncleanliness when he saw her bathing. If you ask anybody that understands a woman's cycle, around the time he went to meet her, that was when she had the ability to what? Fall pregnant. <laughs> and then she went back home. So lack of boundaries. So I'm going to ask you a personal question. What are some things you cannot do? This one is good. Because I hear that in Abuja, when you preach a message that vexes people, they go to Twitter. No bit to pastor's wife. So me and Twitter dragging were like this. What are some things you cannot wear? Yes, you. I'm gonna say it again. What are some things you cannot wear? Did I say that's what makes you saved? What are some things you can't wear? That's a, that's, a good, that's a good red flag for yourself. 
When people see you dressed, what do you want them? Which emoji do you want them to use? Test emoji or lifting up holy hands emoji? You want PL with a touch of Cardi B? Good, I very good. What are some things you cannot say? Do you hear me? Some things you cannot say. Not say here. The Bible says to lay aside sin and then every weight. So some of us weights. That's what. That's our problem. And many times weights leads to sin. What are some things you cannot say? This one is a good one. What are some things you cannot read? What are some things you cannot watch? I'm hearing the sound of abundance of shattered tables. That film, appear. don't watch that film. But you, you have watched it. It's rated 18. There are some films, how the pastor put it, that are rated 95. You just know that, ah, like tomorrow I go to reach heaven, so... This can't tempt me for long. Me, there's something as a married person, there are some things I cannot watch. You before you get married and have sex seven years from now. You're already consuming them. You never reach a restaurant, you don't they chop appetizer for house. What are some things? These are personal questions for you and for me. What are some things I will never say to someone I'm in a relationship with? No matter what they say to me. What are some things you will never do? No people have silly mindsets. Say, I'm going to follow him on vacation and nothing will happen. <laughs> Remember... Oh, he is. <laughs> so one thing, the reason why I'm talking about boundaries is because one thing always leads to another. It always does. You cannot go from zero to 100 in one second. It will start small. You'll be walking about. You'll be bathing. You'll go and inquire. Then you say she should come and visit you. You don't want to do anything, Abby. She should just come and what? God, we help us. James 1 from verse 14 says that every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own loss. Of his what? Something personal to you. I like the way Pastor preached something similar yesterday at CCI Bottom afternoon session. Go and listen to it. And enticed. And when loss has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. But thanks be unto God. We have eternal life in Christ Jesus. We have a spirit that is able to keep us from falling. You see, when I talk about red flags, it's not from a place of condemnation. Red flags are materials for your altar to burn. They are materials for a burning altar. Praise the name of the Lord. Materials from a burning altar. And so, when we talk about your red flags, the idea is not say, ah, I can never make it. I think I spend too much time online. It's for research. More red flags. This one, we are many on this table. But God has delivered some of us and is still delivering us. Unwillingness to take correction. At any time, David could have said, Ah, I've gone too far. But he kept on moving from frying pan to fire. 
unwillingness to take correction. As I just mentioned this thing now, guess what? Somebody has entered your mind. PL, you are right. I wish this person was there. I'm going to send them the link to the message. Unwillingness. Some of us cannot be convinced that we are wrong. Let God touch you this month. Father, touch my heart this month. Correct me in the ways I need to be corrected for the good of my relationship. Some of you, what your spouse does is bad. But even though you don't do that particular thing they do, you have your own. So when God corrects you, you say, ah, but God, what of our own? Let God correct you for yourself. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm going to focus on this just a little bit. Another red flag, displeasing God. 2 Samuel eleven twenty seven 27b says, But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. What if we cared more about pleasing God than pleasing our flesh? And sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes pleasing God is hard in relationships. Like, God, send me a billion souls in 10,000 years. I can preach anywhere. Send me, I will go. Lead me, and I will follow you. And sometimes, in many areas, we are so consecrated. But then this same God that you can go to 10,000 cities for tells you apologize to your mother-in-law. Problem. Tells you apologize to your spouse. Problem. May there not be a part of your life that God cannot touch. In the name of Jesus, pleasing God. Ephesians 5 from verse 22 says, Wives, submit, your, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. In other words, this husband might not always be deserving of it, but God is always deserving. He's always worthy. Verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ did what? Hey, what's its whole order? Love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. You know, many times we focus too much on how to please our spouse and that's good. But imagine if we focus more on how to please God. We would argue less. If we focus more on how to please God, we would choose better. Hello? You know, many of us choose spouses like we're choosing who looks best on our Instagram feed. If you want to do photo shoots, just call your friend. I want us to do photo shoots. Find friend. But marriage is different. Pleasing God. Say, Abobo, he's not born again, but oh, Hans. She does not pray in tongues, but oh, sets God. <laughs> it all sets you up. No, granted, see, please, I don't, don't misunderstand me. If you are going to marry someone, marry someone that you are attracted to. Hello? Maybe people on my left, you know, yeah. Marry someone that you are what? I did not say you should go and choose. Mm-hmm. Me, my own husband is fine. Hey. So, when you are taking advice, take the full one. But the purpose of our lives and of our relationships should be to please God. Not always making excuses every time of why you cannot do things God's way. Are you not tired? 
God gives you an instruction every time. It's always an explanation. How about you obey? How about when he tells you to forgive, you forgive? How about when he tells you to be silent, you are silent? How about when he tells you don't send that text? Have you ever sent a text that you enter the phone to try and follow it, to retrieve it? This relationship. So you said this, did this, and did that. You think I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Holy Ghost is like, don't send. And then you send it fast, fast. Before God can change your mind. I know so much because I've done it before. But in this year, never again. Let God be able to convince you. What are more red flags to look out for in ourselves? An untamed tongue. And this is not something you learn in relationships, even though you will exercise it a lot in relationships. Some of us talk anyhow. Some of us cannot keep secrets. Hello? Some of us say, no, I'm not, I'm not gossiping. I'm just telling you so we can pray for her. You use 98% of your time to talk about the issue. Then 2% to say, Let, we are praying for her. Not that you are even still going to pray. Just, we are praying. If you find things out about people, can I advise you? Before you won't follow them. Before you start telling other people, this is what this person did. Pray for them. I'm going to pray for them and consider your own. When you hear about the wrong things that people have done, remember what God saved you from and what God is still saving you from. Glory be to God. An unbridled tongue. James is speaking in James chapter 3 from verse 9. He says, with the tongue we bless our Father God and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come blessing and cursing. He says, my brothers, this should not be. These are simple, basic things. Pio, give us practical, in-depth methods. I want to see it from a different perspective. This perspective God has been showing you since. See it from here. Brethren, these things ought not to be. It ought not to be. You shouldn't be able to just say anything because you are angry. More red flags, strife, and selfishness. Strife. You know, there was a time in my life when I used to say, no matter how we argue, the important thing is to have a good marriage. And to some extent, that was right, but it's not the complete truth. Now my goal, a peaceful home. The Bible says that it's better to stay in a house with a leaking roof. Guys, we like this one now. Now with a woman that's I should increase the volume. Some guy is nagged, Tisha. Mm. When I said women are nagged, why didn't you say yes? Say, tell them, why only ladies? Why only guys? Can the word of God touch you? Let's just touch, take your own. Strife. You see, sometimes we glorify strife so much. 
If there is no breakup, how can we make up? If there are no tough times, how will we enjoy the good times? James said, out of the same mouth, you just finished praying in tongues. I see what you are saying. On that same page, you posted, come to my church. See what's going on in your DM. I say, it's not from my mouth. It's connected. Brethren, these things ought not to be. Paul doesn't tell them, oh, brethren, you are not saved. You are already condemned. He said, it ought not to be. So you can adjust it to what it should be. Praise the name of Jesus. So if you're building yourself on the rock, especially relationship-wise, what was the first point I made? No more. Where, 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 eh? Where's Russ, Russ, yes, eh? Recognize your red flags, right? And then number B, I've mentioned this already, burn your red flags in consecration. Burn your red flags in, conse- in consecration. I said our red flags are not to condemn us, but to give us material to burn at the altar. The same way when people in the book of Acts, God saves, they will burn their idols and burn their books. That's the same way some of us need to burn some things. So over and over again, we must put our, our relationships and the way we behave side by side with the word of God. And burn those red flags. Some of us need to pray sincerely in our understanding. First of all, I always encourage praying in tongues. You guys know, as a church. But some of you, sometimes you are praying in tongues where your mind is so disconnected and you can't be sincere, as sincere with God as you ought to be. God, please help me take this thing away. So you do both. Burn it. Some of us need to even get to the point where we finally admit I'm a troublesome person. You've been covering it up with I get coconut head, I get coconut head. What's the difference? And then number C, part of building yourself on the rock accountability. You've been walking alone for so long. Some of us have surrounded ourselves with enablers, just like David. All the people that could have talked to him, maybe they went to war. Every other person around him was a yes man. Bring her for me, yes. What does she do? She's somebody's wife. Kill her husband, yes. And that's the reason why some of you always fight with good friends. A friend corrects you. Your next Instagram post, I don't have time for toxic people. If it's not making me happy, it's out. I'm just at a stage in my life where I only want people with the same energy. <laughs> because something sounds nice does not mean that it's not stupid. Do you have people in your life that can talk to you and say, what you did just now is rubbish. I rant nonsense. You misbehave. Now you mess up. Ha! <laughs> can old David. People around him say, who is that woman? He say, Sir, why do you want to know? Bring, bring her to my house. Sir, for what? 
there, the, the Jackison he pulled. So then he brought the man back home from war. See, ah, you've been around since. You've not slept at home, ah, oh, my Go home and sleep. The guy said, no. Ah, God. I don't know. So David will be in heaven now and uh, Uziah will also be, Uriah will also be there. Thinks deeply. How you gonna be? <laughs> like the energy he used to kill that guy. If he had used that same energy to say, God, I'm sorry. Like the energy was a lot. Then you now you now send him to his he does not go to his house, you send him back. Somebody else, you, you message someone, make sure Uriah is dead. The person say yes, sir. The person doesn't say why? What's going on? The person you say, okay, can I confirm from Prophet Nathan first? Watch the people you surround yourself with. You want to surround yourself with people that support you. That's true. That are encouraging. That's true. But you must also surround yourself with people that can instruct and correct you. And you must be vulnerable enough with them. Phew. Thank you, Jesus. So number one major point I made was what? Build your... Build your what? Number two, number one, build yourself on the record those online. Number two, choose the right building partner. You know, at Christmas, I spent time with my family. And one of the times we went um, as an extended family to the beach, we were like 17 of us, and like six or seven of them were children. It was a lot of fun. And we were building sand castles. And it was so much fun that children we didn't know before also came and started building sand castles with us. And in the midst of all the builders of the sandcastle, I was the only adult. It was fun. Building sandcastles with kids, co-laborers. <laughs> because the purpose of the sandcastle was not for us to live inside. Abby, we were building it on the sand. We had no intention of, because behind us there was this very tall, there were tall buildings. It was fun building with those kids. But if I want to build a building that is very, very tall, maybe like CCI headquarters, no matter how much I love my kids, ah, you miss a place, good place to say amen. God will do it. No matter how much I love my kids, I won't tell them, yeah, you guys should come, give me the architectural design for CCI headquarters. Yeah. So, even when you have the right resources and when you want to build on the word of God and you've built yourself, it's also important that you choose the right building partner. What do you want to use it for? What do you want to use marriage for? What's the end goal of marriage for you? What's the end goal of that relationship for you? Because many times the end goal will determine who I'm choosing to build with and how much energy I'm building with. If you want to play a game in your office, just simple game, you don't need to start looking at the credentials and CV of everybody. But if your boss says divide yourself into teams, one team will be disqualified and sacked. And the other team will be promoted. You are intentional about who you choose on your team. Stop choosing relationship partners based on vibes. 
I just, I just like her vibe. Like, you won't understand him, but I like his vibe. When I'm around him, I feel, it's nice. What else? In terms of character, in terms of how these people handle difficult situations, what's their relationship with God like? You know, some people pick someone from the other side and then try to use 1 Corinthians 13 on them. Love is patient, love is kind, keeps no record of wrong, trusts all things, believes all things, hopes all things. But you are loving someone who does not even know where that thing is in scriptures. If you are dating an unbeliever, yeah, you say you need a sign. This is your sign. Your sign to what? End it. Because people that don't hear what, don't hear what, this is my sign. Maybe they came for a sign to confirm that the person will change. This is your sign to end it. God is not really for me if she does not say it three times. End it. <laughs> what is it? The relationship. What is end? Bring a stop. Put a halt. Say bye-bye. She has not said it the third time. End it. End the relationship. If it's really for me, if she says it one more time. This your, I don't want to say foolishness, your lack of wisdom. Why does you always only translate into love? Other areas of your life, God will talk once, you will hear twice. Relationship, God will talk five times. What earwax or what? Airpods. Thou shalt serve the Lord your God. Only him. And for some of us, relationship has become an idol to us. An idol. It's not just single people that are doing God when that is an idol to. For some of you, your marriage is an idol to you. Because except the marriage goes a particular way that you want it to go, you will not serve God, you will not have joy, the person will not have joy. Repent in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. So choose the right building partner. Marriage is supposed to signify the union between Christ and the church. Marriage is supposed to be enjoyable. I can never understand. Somebody will marry someone that is beating them. Just because somebody wants to marry you, you marry someone that is beating you. Love endures all things. I didn't, we didn't teach you that. Hello? If you are in a marriage relationship here where you are being physically abused, see us. What will we recommend? A separation. Yes, tell them in your mother's church that I said so. Because if you die, people will still talk. Notice I did not say because when I say this, people will not say if they are also emotionally abusive. Emotional abuse is... It's all those kind of words that people can turn around. You know, some ladies misbehave, misbehave, misbehave. They say the things they want to say. The man tells them one word that changes their life. <laughs> so he's so emotionally abusive. God is watching you. Praise the name of Jesus. So choose someone who is responsible. And if you are already married to somebody who is not, an, who is not a believer... Trust God. The Bible says that if you are a good example, you can save this person. That's, there's a way Paul gives this advice to married people. But unmarried people, they like to carry married people advice. Say so the Bible says, 
is it for you? He said, if you're already married. Single people, they, 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 they should wear these t-shirts. Take my advice. I'm not using it. Praise the name of Jesus. Number two, I said, choose the right partner. Number three, as I begin to round off, build on the word. There are two key words there. The first is build, and the second is word. Some of us know the word, but we don't build on it. It's stressful to build on the word. Who, who has tried to build marriage on the word and found it stressful before? Well, me, I'm raising up my hand. It's a lot of work to build on the word. But that's how you build something that would stand the test of time. Some of us know the word, but we don't build on it. We just know it and expect our partner to do it. Jesus is speaking in Matthew 7 from verse 24. He says, therefore, anyone who hears his words of mine and puts them to practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. What does 25 say? Can you read it with me once to go? Your media team is like the one in Lagos, have you? Very blessed and on time. What does verse 25 say? Once you go. Oh, once you I'm fine. Now I sent my picture to Pastor before I came up and said, Gosh, you look so beautiful. I was like, Thank you. I mean, what am I preaching? The rain came. The streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But the person who hears words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The rains came, the stream rose, the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So the rains are still going to come. You know, some people are doing their wedding vows, and they say, say for better, for worse. They say for, be for better, for better. And those kind of people, when things are worse, you will not see them. So you must make a decision not to treat this person based on your feelings, but to treat, treat them based on the word. And if you are dating, you may not understand you that, ah, why would I treat them my feelings? My feelings are high. Everything is high. Emotions are high. Now, married people, they laugh. But a time will come where I see you need the word of God. Say, what, what can this, you know, you know, some people are crying on their wedding day. Oh, my God, she's so perfect. He's so perfect. A sign that this person is not perfect is that you have dated this person for six months and they've not farted in your presence. Where are they farting? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it when I was in primary school. I'm rounding up my promise. When I was in primary school, I think primary three, I had this teacher, very weird teacher. Anytime people fart, she would get me and me for the girls, one other guy for the guys to be smelling. <laughs> There's one <laughs> to be to investigate who farted. So sometimes we will not catch the person. <laughs> but as I grew up, it occurred to me one day, those times we were not catching the person. Are you saying this woman know they fat? <laughs> totally off topic, but it's been bothering me for a while. <laughs> Some of those times she was sending us. She was the man. imperfect, but you don't treat them based on their imperfections. You treat them based on the word. 
And this is not just for romantic relationships. In your relationships with your parents, I know your mommy's own is too much. Treat her based on the word. Some people need to have some level of boundaries from their parents, I agree. But treat them based on the word. Someone told me, said, please, pay off for my peace of mind. I will block my mom once in a while. Maybe like once a week, said, because the toxicity is too, how do they put toxic? Toxic stuff. But when it comes down to it, we're not just treating people based on our feelings. You know, in friendships and in work environments, the advice is once there is discomfort, leave. But sometimes God will have you stay. There are some work environments that God will have you stay. And everybody will be wondering, why are you here? Why are you here? But God wants you to be an example to your boss. God wants you to be an example to that sibling. Can I shock you? God wants you to be an example to that parent. You're arguing. You will not let me go to my church. I will scatter everywhere. But by your behavior, you are not showing them that we are teaching you well in your church. Hello? Number four point, remain teachable. After this, I'm going to share my number five and last point. Someone said that marriage is the only institution where you are given a certificate at the beginning. You haven't done anything. Read to your pastors who give you a certificate. We have given it to you when you get married. Now you must earn it. When you were single, you were reading so many relationship books. My Boaz, my Ruth will come. Many. I started reading relationship books from GS2. Now you are married. How many have you read? So remaining teachable is, is an impo- is impo- one of the biggest gifts you can give your marriage is to be a teachable person. Remain teachable. Just think about all the time you spent in school to become a lawyer. Because I feel they didn't give me law, sociology, no problem. But think of all the time you spent in school to become a lawyer or a political analyst or whatever it is you, you became. <laughs> now you have become <laughs> what you have become. <laughs> you were so serious in school. You invested a lot of sleepless nights. Now you are selling you money on Instagram. And there's nothing wrong with that. But think about the investments. Think about the fruits. That means that you should invest even more into your marriage. If you see a marriage working, people are working on it. People are working on it. And my final point today is to do relationships as unto God. Mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. To do relationships as unto God. For my former points, I wanted you guys to read James 1 from verse 5. It says, if any of you ask, lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all without finding fault and to be given to you. But my final point to relationships as unto God. I want us to rise to our feet. We're going to read 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 4 together, and then we're going to pray together. Please rise to your feet. Hold your Bibles in your hands. 
And I know that for many of us, when we see love is patient, love is kind, we're wondering, the person I'm with, the person I'm considering, is he patient? Is he kind? Does he keep no record of wrongs? Now, I want you to read it to yourself. We are not going to rush it. We're going to read it and then look in words. And then look into the mirror of the word. Are you ready this morning? Let's read verse 4 together. I want to go. Mm-hmm. Please give us the NIV. My version says that love is patient because suffering long, some people will carry it into abusive relationship. You know, some people, they don't know the past extreme. Love is patient. Say, I'm patient. Say, I'm kind. Say, I do not envy. This one might be hard, but say, say I do not boast. Say, I'm not proud. Verse 5 says, it does not dishonor others. Ha! Huh. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. I want us to read it together. Say, I do not dishonor others. I'm not selfish. I'm not easily angered. You didn't say it, you will say it. Say, I'm not easily angered. I keep no record of wrongs. Bible says that love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And it always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Praise the name of Jesus. You know, the psalmist is praying in Psalm 139 from verse 23. And because it's like an Old Testament prayer, we don't really pray it anymore. But remember, Paul said to what? Examine ourselves, right? And so the psalmist is saying, he says, Search me, Lord, and know my heart, and test me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there is any offensive way in me. And not so I can condemn myself or say I'm unsaved, but so you can lead me in the way everlasting. I want you to pray a sincere prayer. Pray a sincere prayer this morning. Father, search me and teach me. Search me, correct me, and teach me. If there are ways that I have not walked in love, not just in my relationship, but to my brother or my sister in Christ, or to my family, Correct me, search me, Lord, search me. If I'm arrogant or boastful or unforgiving, if I keep record of wrongs, Father, help me today. Help me today, search me. I want you to pray sincerely. You are talking to a God who has the ability to help you. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly, thoroughly purge the floor. Help me, Jesus. What areas of the word of God have touched you today? In this solid year, I don't just want to be solid on the outside. I want to be solid on the inside. I don't just want to be solid in my expectations. I want to be solid in my substance. So help me. No longer will I be arrogant or boastful or rude or keep records of wrong. Some of us have harbored hurts from our partner for years. Now is the time to forgive. Now is the time to love. Now is the time to ask God to help you. Now is the time to receive the forgiveness and correction of God. Haven't you made excuses for yourself for too long? In this area, help me. Love is faithful. Love perseveres. Love believes all things. Help me to be faithful and to persevere and to believe all things. Help me to love your way, God. Search me, search me. Even the things I don't know about myself, expose to me. 
Because not only do you have the ability to expose, you have the ability to help and to strengthen and to make sure that I'm thoroughly furnished for every good work. In this love code month, I declare that I am solid. I am solid in this month. Help us, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Father, we thank you for your word. That doesn't just condemn, but is able to build us up. And to give us an inheritance among them that are sanctified. We thank you for the inheritance that we have in you. Our eternal inheritance. And yet our inheritance also on the earth. To have peaceful, long-lasting relationships. Father, thank you for your word that has instructed and corrected. Father, we thank you because your word will bring forth fruit in our lives in the name of Jesus. It will bring forth fruit in our relationships in the name of Jesus. And right now, Father, I thank you for your healing power. Your healing and convicting power working on the hearts of everyone. Not just to recognize our wrong, but to recognize your ability to take us from that place where we are to where we ought to be. We trust in your wisdom. We trust in your leadership. We trust in your power. If we are confident that we will see you on the last day because of what you have done, how much more will you not help us in our daily work of sanctification? We thank you because you are helping us to love like you. As women, you're helping us to submit to our husbands as unto the Lord. As men, you're helping us to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And as single people, you are helping us to love just like you love. We thank you because every red flag is replaced with green lights. Replaced with the truth of your word. Replaced with the convictions in your word. We give you praise because we look solid on the outside. And we are solid on the inside. And in this month of the love code, you are dismantling all that needs to be dismantled. You are building all that needs to be built. And we give you praise because the marriage of every person here, whether future or present, is better for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, Reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.